Good afternoon, one and all. Thank you for listening in. This is Win and Tonic. I'm your host, Andrew Thomas, and this is episode 14, Family Business. Okay, so this is it's going to be a good one. I've been looking forward to doing this. It's going to be slightly different to my other episodes. Everything, All the other episodes up till now have been me giving my views or tips, advice on my own life experience, be it in my personal life or that of business. I've been in business for 14 years. Full-time landlord, portfolio in Liverpool. I have a digital marketing agency as well. So just giving out tips and things like that. But this episode, as you, as you know, it's called Family Business. I wanted to do this one based on how having children has just shifted things quite dramatically for me, I would say. Harry, my eldest, is three and a half. So in the last sort of three and a half years, you could actually say maybe four and a half years because even in the, you know, from the time I found out that Hannah, my partner, was pregnant, you know, I started to make changes then, um, sort of quite considerable changes within my business because I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted my, I was very busy. I was very, very busy, like full on. And I wanted to be more present uh, for the, you know, the, the early years of my raising my children. So I started, you know, scaling my, my portfolio back, basically. So I started offloading a lot of my portfolio. But anyway, I'll probably get into that in the podcast anyway. So, but what I wanted to do is um, I wanted to get some questions from some people. So I was, I didn't know. At first I was going to like go to my friends and ask them. And then Hannah was just like, stop pestering your friends, leave them alone. So I was like, right, okay, well, I'm part of, um, I use Anchor. Anchor is the um, the app that I use to get my podcast, um, you know, submitted to all the different uh, dif- dif- different platforms, iTunes, Spotify, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I do. I record my episodes on Anchor, press save, and then Anchor very kindly distribute it to the appropriate platforms. So it's a fantastic app. If you think about starting a podcast, highly recommend it. It's very, very good. So with that, you get access to the Anchor Facebook group, and there are. Um, I think there's something like three and a half thousand members. So what I did was I thought, well, it's a really great group. It's a really fantastic, very helpful group. Everyone's sharing ideas and, you know, helping each other out on, you know, how to, to get, get things going, how to get these, this, these things started. So I reached out to the, the community on Anchor and I basically put the question to them and I just asked them if there's anyone who's got any questions that I would that you'd like me to answer or topics that you'd like me to discuss based on sort of the the balance of you know being a business owner or working a full-time job and also having children etc etc you know hit me up and I was like I was worried I was going to be getting crickets back and just tumbleweeds but you know I really the community they really didn't disappoint and he came back and I had a, a very very lengthy thread and some great questions from some great members of the community so today is going to be like a Q&A session not a live one because there's quite a few questions with quite a few different people but I'm going to be answering the questions from these um the different people from the, the anchor community so all these people have their own podcasts or are in the process uh, I've, you know, they're going to be starting their own podcast soon. I think there's only one one guy in there who hasn't quite got around to doing it yet, but he's going to be starting a podcast soon. So, um, but nevertheless, you know, he's a part of the community and he's learning, you know, he's, he's asking questions and stuff like that. So he submitted a question and it's made the final cut. So, so that's it. So I'm going to work through 
um, all the questions. And yeah, we're gonna. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. So I'm looking forward to it. So let's get into it, shall we? Now, just before we go, as well, a couple of things. First of all, right. The only thing I have practiced is saying, pronouncing certain people's names, right? If I get anyone's, if I pronounce anyone's name incorrectly, I apologize profusely. Please, you have my permission to, you know, blast me on Facebook and shout at me. And I will, if necessary, record, re-record this. So, yeah, but I think I've got it. I think I've got it right. They're not, they're not too difficult. So I think it's all right. Second of all, I've not rehearsed any of my answers so as I am doing this now, I'm sat here now on my laptop in front of me. I've created an Excel spreadsheet with all the, the people's names and details. And I've copied and pasted the question. It's here in you know my Google sheet, but I've not rehearsed any of the answers. I've got no pieces of paper around me. I'm just going to read the question and I'm going to respond. My podcasts are all like that. All my episodes are like that. They are very organic. They're very natural. And I basically just kind of just let them flow. More often than not, I get them done in one take because I just think it's more real like that, you know, I don't, I've tried, I've tried to do it where I'm, um, <laughs> I've tried to do it where I'm reading off notes, and I just, I don't even refer to the notes, and I end up trying to read back where, you know, read the notes, and there's, there's gaps, and I'm pausing, and I'm saying um and r and stuff, so this is, I tend to flow better when I'm just chatting, so that's it, two bits of housekeeping done. Also, so apologise, Charlie, my youngest, has been off nursery this week with tonsillitis, and I have, Obviously, it's just been me and him in the house all day, and I've managed to catch whatever it is he's been carrying. He's only just started nursery, so he's just bringing home all the germs, and I have now just, yeah, I've just caught it. So I, I sound a bit bunged up because I'm very poorly. So, but let's get into it. So here we go. So question number one. This comes from a young gentleman called Chris Schwa. He has a podcast called Media High. And that's all about music, TV, news and tech. And he co-hosted with another gentleman called John Jorgensen. And they are, in their own words, obsessed with Digitech. So, by the way, I'm going to leave the links to all these podcasts um, in the description with the podcast. If you, you know, I do recommend that you go and check if any of these, you know, topics, you know, you know, resonate with you. Go and check these guys out. You know, obviously, we're a part of this community and I vouch for every single one of them. So, yeah, so Chris's question was, in the process of running your own business, um, do you find it hard to separate family life from business life, especially with kids? Do you have to force yourself to really separate the two in order to spend quality time with your kids? Great question. Right, so that is very poignant with me. So, as I just touched on before, so when I found out Hannah was pregnant with Harry, um, you know, some four four odd years ago, four and a half years ago, um, I was flat out. I had a very large portfolio of houses, and I was I was very busy, and I wanted to. I made the decision, uh, you know, and with 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 me as well. The way I the way I operate in business is I have a very I'm very open to to risk. Um, I had a very high risk threshold, shall we say? You know, I was, I was, I took a. I wasn't, they were all calculated risks, but you know, I was, you know, I was going out, I was in, you know, I was investing. You know, I'd, I'd earn money, you know, doing deals. That money would come in, and I'd go out and do the next deal. So, you know, on paper, I was it all looked flush. But you know, the for a long, long time, I was, you know, I was asset rich and cash poor. So, um, I wanted to 
try and flip the balance back in in my favor because I wanted to be present as a as a father I didn't want to be you know I live in Leeds and my portfolio is Liverpool it's about you know if you get it if you're leaving at the wrong time of day it's two hours door to door um you know and I didn't want to be you know spending my time over there I don't go over there every day but anyway so I wanted I made the decision I was going to start offloading I had some problem properties within the portfolio as well so i started offloading the weaker ones and i've been doing that ever since it was a big portfolio and i've been doing it ever since for the last four years and it's sort of now i've just got it to a level where it's just it's nice and manageable it doesn't need you know too much of my input you know i'm a, i go to liverpool once a week if that more like once a fortnight i've got some staff on the ground over there who run it maintenance guys etc et so it's meant that i have been very very present since the birth of Harry, you know, three and a half years ago, and certainly since the birth of Charlie, almost one and a half years ago, he was one in August. So, um, now that being said, I work from home. I don't have an office. I don't need an office. I used to have an office. I just don't need it. Everything I do is done from my phone and my laptop. So I work from home. Now, <laughs> last year, I, ah. Oh, I mean, I, I, I get, Hannah, my partner, is amazing. She has just created these two amazing children. Yeah, she just, what she's done with them, and, you know, she's just amazing. And basically, she makes me look like a rock star when I take my kids. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Andy, with your kids, you're so amazing. I'm like, yeah, Hannah just created these two. You know, they're just, don't get me wrong, <laughs> they, are, they come with their own sort of issues. Anyone who's got kids the similar age, Harry's three and a half, Charlie's one and a bit, or has been through that, you know their age, they're at party training, tantrums, da, 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 da. you know, big brother, little brother, sharing, all that going on. Um, but, you know, the one thing that Hannah was, you know, just amazing at, she just got, she, she got this, she created this routine for them. It's not a strict routine, but it's a routine that has meant that we have been able to just, you know, fit them in around our lives rather than the other way, rather than fit in around their lives. So, you know, the, the, the when they have their, their afternoon naps and they go down to bed, you know, some nights, you know, our kids, if they are tired, they'll just be like, can you take me to bed at like seven, half or seven at night? You know, they've always sleep in their own bed. They don't sleep in our bed. They never have. And if I could give any gift to any new parents, it would be the gift of not sleep, but the gift of them going to bed at seven o'clock. It takes work. It takes commitment. Um, but now, you know, we know from half seven onwards, every night, we have the evenings to ourselves. So and I know a lot of people don't have, have that. So, um, but basically, yeah. So to go back to it, um, it's, been di it's been difficult to, to separate, you know, because if I'm working from home and the kids are at home, they don't care. They don't care if I'm working. They're just like, daddy's home. Come play with us. Come play with us. Now... If Hannah's home, usually it's okay. For instance, Hannah's downstairs with them playing now. They've got the Play-Doh out. I said, babe, I'm going to need 30 minutes. Go downstairs, record my podcast. Try and keep the kids downstairs so they don't come up and jump on me upstairs. So, you know, it's great ones like that. But last year, I had, I had one job, which was to sort nursery out, okay? Which meant book Charlie into nursery on the same days as Harry. And I was just like, yeah on the list it'll be fine wasn't fine when i went to book him in they couldn't get him in on the same days so they said we can we can absolutely take him but it's going to be on opposite days so what it meant was what it meant was that it would have been 
they'd have basically been in on alternate days, which meant I would have been sort of looking after one of them while the other one was in nursery. I was just like, there's no, there's really no point doing that. You know, why look after one of them? I might as well look after two of them and I'll save on nursery fees. Now, Hannah had just only just gone back. She went back, she went back to work after maternity leave with Charlie uh, in, on May the 1st. So from May the 1st last year, I had both boys full-time. Now, she had one, she had holidays that she accrued. So she took every Friday off. So Monday to Thursday, I, from, I did everything from waking up to, you know, when Hannah got home from work, um, I had them full-time while trying to run businesses. And last year, I was busy. Like, to say I needed time last year is an understatement. I was busy last year. I had so much going on. And honestly, the first two weeks, maybe the first four weeks, I was just like, I've made a mistake. I, I can't do this. Because I was trying to... I was trying to still work. I was thinking I can I still be able to get my work done while I'm looking after them. No. Anyone who's listening to this who's a parent will testify to this. If you're with your kids, you're with your kids. Trying to do anything else, like do an email or anything like that, you know, just forget about it. Also, it's not fair. It's not fair on them because if you're going to be present, be present for them. You know, don't be, you know, okay, you're looking on your phone, you're scrolling through Facebook and every now and again, etc. Et but if you're there, be there. Me trying to get my work done, you know, while they're waiting for it. It was, you know, waiting around for me to do stuff with them, like feed them, get them dressed. And the first two weeks were were horrible. I was like, Hannah, I've, I've made a mistake here. You know, I just can't do this. And it, it's just, and then one day after a while, it just clicked. I was just like, I need to, you know, I need to just forget about working while I'm, while I'm with them. I said, I'm just going to have to readjust everything and between from the moment I wake up until you get home from work I'm with them that's it you know they, they can't be I, I can't focus on work so I just now look it's my own business so I had to tell anyone who was you know I was doing business with look this is my life for the foreseeable future um, if you need me everything is by phone or email um, I'll try and answer my phone in the daytime I'll probably take the odd call but emails will probably be done you know after half four or five o'clock any meetings if any at all will be done on a Friday um, and even then I'll need a damn good excuse for attending that meeting because, you know, I only get one day a week now. There's there's weekends as well, but then I wanted to kind of spend time with, with Hannah and the kids as well on the weekend. So I kind of designated Friday when Hannah was not in work to doing, you know, the bit of me, me meetings. But you know what came out of it? it what came out of it, which I didn't realise, especially not in those first four weeks, was I just cut out all the crap. You know, all the crap you fill your day with? Like... Oh my days, all that stopped. Like people, I was, because I was forced to be efficient. I was forced to work efficiently. Um, I'm forced, I always say this thing, work smart, not hard. I realized that I wasn't working as smart as I should have been. And when I was forced to, because I had limited, I had less hours, it meant I was only focusing on the stuff that matters, on my IGTs, you know, income generating tasks and those things just came boom, right to the forefront of my of my daily tasks. And do you know what? After when I did that, my my business got streamlined. People were asking me for meetings. I was like, why does does it have to be a meeting? Can we not do a Skype this evening? Why does it have to be a meeting? I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna burn half an hour driving to the coffee shop. We're gonna waste probably twenty minutes chatting about nothing, being polite, etc. And then before we get to the actual the crux of the meeting itself. Can this be done by email or phone? Yeah, well, it probably can. Okay, bang, that's one meeting I don't have to attend. And that's how it went last year. And do you know what? 
it was amazing and i got business done i was i was still doing deals i was you know the portfolio was rented out i brought i converted a pub um into 14 apartments you know sold that um completed on that in september last year and brought some i brought some business all this while working from home with two kids and that's you know was it easy no it was tough you know and we're going through we we're going through the whole potty training thing with harry and charlie being a baby and stuff and it was just it was crazy so to answer chris's question you know it's been it it, it has been and still does continue to be hard um to separate the two but i'm in a very fortunate situation in that you know i work for myself so it's all my own stuff so you know if i decide i don't want to you know something doesn't need to be done i make i make the final call all the meetings i go to are probably meetings that i've requested so you know i call the shots so i'm lucky i'm lucky in that respect um and you know it also meant that i was able to spend a really heck of a lot of time with my kids last year and you know what it was tough but now i'm so glad i did it um and look you look i'm not not, i don't want a reward here you know or you know you know i would like to thank the academy for me looking after my kids four days a week i get it right there's people doing there's single moms out there single dads out there you know doing it i wasn't a single i wasn't even anything close that hannah came home at half four and i cracked on it was absolutely fine i get it but you know what i am so glad i put myself in that situation albeit by accident but because i didn't get off my ass to sort the nursery thing out but it's now now you know me and my kids we are just we're super close there's nothing phases me hannah's just been in london for the weekend you know she's not got an issue i just look at her you know just take the kids no problem no problem took them for the you know when the, we went to tropical world yesterday took them for lunch with the boys yesterday afternoon been to the park this morning we just hang out it's good so and that's all because you know i took myself out of my comfort zone last year uh and cracked on with it so yeah i hope that's answered chris's question so yeah i'm going i'm already i'm already finding i'm going off on a few tangents but yeah this is a this is a topic that's pretty uh pretty big with me so next question so this comes from a gentleman called marcus dinnerstein he has a podcast called better mousetrap um this is really easy so really interesting so marcus finds the the founders and leaders in new york city startup and tech community yes it's coming from new york i love this um he brings out these guys insights their industry knowledge and their stories and also the highs and lows and in between that just make us who we are so yeah really interesting podcast um you should check it out so his question is can you talk about how you navigate childcare with your spouse does she have her own career or did she opt for the traditional role? Uh, if you have employees, do you try and run a family-friendly shop? Okay, so first part of that, the childcare thing. So I think I possibly covered that in Chris's question. So um, right now, as it stands, the boys have gone back into nursery. So January the 1st, they've gone into nursery on the same days, but only three days a week, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. So on a Wednesday and a Friday, Hannah's back full-time now. I'll get to what Hannah does in a minute. So... They're in nursery three days a week. On the other days, on the Wednesday and the Friday, they're off with me. So on Wednesday, Wednesday to Friday, I work. I'm working from home, just like I was last year. Um, so it's no different. You know, two days a week is a gift. You know, I was doing five days. You know, up up until a certain point. So you know, two days is is a 
is is nothing because I because of what I went through last year. What I went through. Have you heard me the way I talk sometimes? <laughs> I love my kids. What I mean is, but because of the situation I was in last year. So what I, you know, it, it's just it's uh, it's toughened me up. So it's just like so now you know I look forward to it. And it's you know do you know what as well? It's just you know when you when you offer them five days a week, you're just like. There's only there's only so many things you can do, you know. There's only so many activities you can do, and you know it's like you can't keep doing the same things, you know, over and over, week in week out, you know. And when it's five days on the run, so like two days a week, it's like this is easy, you know. I could just there's loads of stuff we can do because we have attended every single, you know, park, you know, activity center, soft play, museum, everything. You know, uh, crash. You name it. We, if I, if I've not been to it, it doesn't exist. So, you know, so now, you know, two days a week, not a problem because I know where everything is, and you know, I'm not doing it five days a week, or so it's anymore. So it's it's easy to do two days. Um, so the childcare thing, yeah, I have them. Um, still have them on two two days a week, and you know, basically. And, and the same routine applies, you know, on those two days when Hannah gets overwork at sort of half four, I just basically hand them over and I have to crack on doing my work from half four through till whenever, um, you know, until I fall asleep in, on my laptop. Um, so Hannah has her own career very much so. She um, works at the Asda house, which Asda is owned by, is a you know, a supermarket chain. I'm hoping I've got some listeners. This is the other thing about part. I don't know where my listeners are from, but if you're not listening in the UK, you don't know what Asda is. Asda is a Walmart company. Uh, it was bought by Walmart some years ago. So it's actually a Walmart company in the UK, massive supermarket. Hannah works at their head office and she is flying within that business. So she's just had another promotion and she is doing incredibly well. But Asda, they are like the best people to work for. They, as an employer, they are fantastic. And I've watched it. Hannah's been with them for about eight, nine years now. And my days, do they look after their employees? They are fantastic. And she is, you know, she's very lucky in that she loves her job um, and they also love her. And, you know, she got, she, she, she's been on maternity twice, obviously two kids. She's got, she got promoted on both the maternity leaves. I was like, who does that? Who <laughs> who gets promoted while they're off for nine months? I'm just like, if I took nine months off, your businesses would go under. It's just like, it's crazy, crazy. So, yeah, she's she's amazing. I mean, she is she daft as a brush. She is daft as a brush, you know. It, it just, I've got endless stories, as I'm sure we all have about our partners. And uh, But, you know, and I'm just like, I would love to be a fly on the wall in her office because, like, the stuff she comes out with, you know, she just, yeah... She just, she gets phrases wrong. You know, she gets, you know, you know, like sayings and stuff. She gets them wrong all the time. Just like, you can't barely string a sentence together when you get home, you know, and they just keep promoting you in there. So anyway, so yeah, she's got a um, a career, full-time career that she loves, but they're very flexible. You know, she goes in for 7 a.m. every morning. Um, I do the drop-offs uh, every day. You know, I drop them off at nursery, eight, half eight, nine o'clock, whichever. When they've had breakfast in the dress, there's no rush for that. Um, but she goes at seven, so she can be home for half four. Because she misses her kids, you know, she wants to, she's home for half four. So it's, we've got a fairly nice little balance there. She's very, very lucky um, that we've done that. So to answer the last part of uh, Marcus's question, um, employees, I have a couple of employees. I have some viewings clerks, 
um, that work for me over in Liverpool. They do the viewings for the properties. So when I'm doing rentals on the properties, they do the viewings. I have a maintenance uh, manager, um, Tony. Anything goes wrong with the property. He's a handyman, jack of all trades. He takes care of most of the other little bits. And I also have a virtual assistant, June, who is my virtual PA. She's based in the Philippines. She's been with me for about three years now. And she is... Yeah, she takes care of all the online stuff um, and, you know, anything that comes in online, inquiries about the properties, etc., etc. She's just uh, dealing with it and, you know, if there's anything that she can't handle, she gets in touch with me. So it just means I've got a nice sort of arm's length. I've got a nice little shield between me and, you know, tenants and stuff, which is uh, anyone who's a landlord will know that is very important. So, yeah, I hope that answered those questions. So next one. Uh, is from Shiro Chan has a podcast called Hazardous Verbal Waste um, and it talks about all things nerdy uh, with a bent towards the UGO okay so yeah could you talk about how question is could you talk about how to get your family involved in your pursuit wow there we go now there's a question so I mean they're only young obviously my kids are only young you know three and a half and you know one and a bit so you know they're just probably most of my friends don't know what i do so i just i don't even know if i can explain it to uh to explain it to a three and a half year old so um well most of the time when people ask me what i do i just say property because i do lots of different things within property i know i'm a landlord but uh you know that's that's the backbone of, of my the business, if you like. But I have several different business under the property, inverted commas, umbrella. Um, landlord being one of them. So I generate income from the the properties that I own. Um, I do refurbs and flips and conversions. So that's a separate business. That's a separate limited company all on its own. I have a management company which manages my properties for me. And I have a consultancy business where I go in and help other people looking to get involved in property or maybe they have existing portfolio or existing property business and maybe they're, they're struggling or they need advice or they need help. And I go in and give people advice on, you know, to try and get on a, on a, a range of different topics. I have certain, you know, niches within the property that, that I sort of, that I'm good at. Um, and I, I try, I, you know, I, I look out for people who are looking for help with that. So I do that. So, um, how how would I explain that to it's just easy to say what do when people say what do you do I just say property so it's just easy it's just a quicker answer but it's fairly vague I get that um I suppose looking for the future I mean I never it's not is it a yeah I suppose it is a business that they could absolutely take on but you know I when I first I've been you know I've been involved in property for 14 years and you know up until when Hannah got pregnant it was all kind of just for me and Hannah, you know, holidays and et cetera, et cetera, and doing all that jazz. But, you know, there was obviously some thoughts of the future. Obviously, I knew I had properties and, you know, I was going to have them for the future and I didn't have a traditional pension. So, you know, my properties are my pension. So and then when you when you start having um, you start having kids, everything changes. It's like, you know, I need to start thinking about what I'm doing like a little bit more. And it definitely has sort of, made me apply the brakes a little bit more especially with my investment decisions and so you know I, I think I probably have lost a few deals just because in the, the old days I would have just gone for them you know just gone in you know put my put my bid on the table taken the deal and worked out the details later um 
but with, with having kids, I'm just like, well, you know, because sometimes I'd be like, yeah, do you know what? If this doesn't go right, you know, I, I'll lose that, but I can accept that loss and I'll make it back here. Now I'm just like, oh, can't really afford to lose that. You know, I've got stuff to pay for, childcare, and, you know, we now have to pay for two extra seats on the plane and an extra hotel room, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, it's... Um, it's definitely it's definitely a business that they could follow me into without a shadow of a doubt. But I never sort of got into it with the view that I want my kids to take over this business one day. So I suppose, like my father, for instance, he is he was a joiner by trade. His father died when he was fifteen, so he had to leave school and get a job to look after his mum and his nan. And he got a job as a apprenticeship apprentice joiner apprenticeship joiner and uh, has been a joiner been a builder ever since and um when i was growing up i was like i want to be a joiner dad i want to do what you do and he was just like absolutely no chance he said i did this so you don't have to he said you never need to you know get on your knees and lay floor or climb up on a roof or stuff he said i did this so you don't have to he said go and pick something else <laughs> so that's what I did. But eventually it came full circle. I mean, I suppose I am working in property and I'm, I'm fairly handy. You know, I, I used to try and do the various bits around the, the houses when I was buying them in the early days, but quite quickly realised that I wasn't that good at it and I was taking too long. So in the end, I was just like, you know what? Let's just pay the people who know what they're doing. It used to be my, used to be my father. He's retired now, moved to Italy uh, with my mum and they live in Italy now. They retired sort of 10, 10 years ago or so. So, um you know, so I never, there wasn't really a family business there for me to, to follow into, but I think it'll just be, as he gets older, my dad always used to, when I was a kid, he'd always take me over to, to Liverpool, and I'd be, you know, while he was working on these houses, um, all over Liverpool, I'd just be either playing in the, the back garden of the house he was working on, or I used to play, like, it was most of it was around Liverpool city centre, I'd just be playing football in the alleyways, and there's all, there'd always be kids, you know, kicking around the street, you know, and I'd always have a football with me, and we just end up having little games of football in the uh, in the streets together, and that's that's how I grew up. So I kind of grew up, you know, around building sites and things like that. So that's probably, you know, it's it's stra- it, it is strange that this is I got into property by accident, if I'm honest. Um, but I suppose Shiro, when when he gets older, a little bit older, I will start taking him over to Liverpool and start sort of taking him round you know, my my properties, you know, showing him the tenants and, you know, the rent collection. And then when he starts asking, you know, what's all that about? And then I'll start sort of slowly educating him on, you know, money and how to manage money because no one's going to teach. He's not going to get taught that in school. So that's down to me uh, and his, and, you know, Hannah to teach him. So I think whether he wants to create his own property business when he's older, I would absolutely, you know, champion that and I would teach him every single, you know, everything that I've learned from my wins and my losses over the years by the time it comes to him to to, to, to do it, if, if that's what he wants to do. Um, and yeah, I think it would be a, you know, property's a funny game. It's changed since I started, since, since I started out in it. And I think, you know, I've been reducing my portfolio over the last few years. You know, I'm just, for want of a better, better phrase, uh, I'm just a bit tired of being a landlord. I think it's property is a fantastic, fantastic vehicle to hold your wealth, any wealth that you manage to acquire, hold your wealth in property. But building a 
a business out of property is not for the faint-hearted. It's not complicated. It's not, but it's not easy. And it takes rhino skin. You have to have thick skin to be a landlord. So, um, you know, I've done, you know, I, I've made my money at the mucky end of the stick as well, you know, with um, with some really, you know, in some rundown areas and, you know, chasing rents and stuff like that. You know, I've done everything. You know, I've got stories. Oh, I've got some stories. I could do a whole other podcast show on uh, stories. I've got property. So, um, yeah, I think I would just teach him to do it a slightly different way. Um, so, you know, anyone who's thinking about doing it, I've done a couple of episodes on, on, you know, lessons from being a landlord was my last episode. So that's worth a listen. Uh, there's some some good stories and good sort of good tips based on my own experiences so yeah I just think anyone who's thinking about building a, a a career if you like or a business out of being a landlord you should really do do your research first it can be done and it can you can outsource and you can leverage a lot but you now need to be so switched on with like tax laws etc etc and it's it's not it's not a case of buy a property rent it out you know move to Spain and drink porn star martinis until you're 80 years old forget that anyone who tells you that's the way it is is lying um you can make a lot of money from property but you have got to be switched on um not like you know split the atom you know sort of einstein level iq you know but you need to have just a a lot of common sense a lot of tenacity and you know just sheer will um to, to, to make it succeed so I hope that's answered your question. So moving on. Next one is from Aidan Vucolo. Great name. He has a podcast called Stories Behind the Grind. Um, and it's tactical tips for your business uh, to help you simplify, strategize, and scale up the impact you're having on this world. Um, he's building a community of like-minded founders to help you to take back control of your business and your destiny. Obviously, this podcast resonates with me massively, so I highly recommend that you do check out Aidan's. If you like my podcast, go and check out Aidan's as well. Um, so, his question, Andy, can you talk about the communication required with your spouse, especially when you both don't work in the same business? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Hannah, if Hannah had her choice, I would be working full-time. She'd have me in a full-time sales job, like doing, you know, you know, driving up and down, like doing medical sales or something like that with a company car, company phone, company laptop, driving up and down. She would love that. Even to this day, even with everything that I've achieved, but, you know, she's been, you know, been together for <coughs> eight, nine years, excuse me. And, you know, she's, she's, she's seen me like, go through go through the ringer you know what i mean so um it's you know and we we knew each other we were best friends for we met in 2008 so you know she's she, she we've known each other for 10 years uh i've been together for for sort of eight years eight and a bit years so she's sim everything she's just like you know why'd you put yourself through it and i don't get stressed i really don't get stressed it's just not really uh you know an, an emotion that i allow to occupy my my brain for any amount of time uh, i do have a lot on my plate as well as having all the property business i also set up a digital marketing company back in the last year now i did that this sort of goes back to um 
the question from uh, from Marcus, which was about does she have her own career? I set up the digital marketing company. Sorry to go off on this tangent. I set up the digital marketing company because I wanted to give Hannah the option to quit her job. Not because she hated her job, covered that. She loves the job and they love her. But I wanted to give her the option because she also loves her kids. And it would have meant that she's having, you know, she could have, I was going to set up this digital marketing agency. It's basically, I do lead generation for small businesses. Um, and basically bring customers to your door. So, you know, mortgage advisors, accountants, chiropractors, dentists, yoga instructors, anything. A small, If you're a small business, restaurant owners, anything. If you're a small business, I'll find your clients. I will find you customers. I will get them to your door. And I just do it through very sort of creative online marketing strategies, you know, using Facebook and Instagram, LinkedIn, etc., etc. So uh, that I did, I invested a lot of money into some very smart software and I set up that and that's that's going well. That's growing arms and legs. I brought on a new client this week who's a big, probably the biggest client yet. Um, you know, and that, so I, I I set that up <laughs> because I wanted to give the option and I thought she'd been, she'd been fantastic at that because I know she doesn't want to get involved in property. I know she doesn't. So that was there for her. But then since doing that last, was it October last year? I think she's had two promotions <laughs> since then. So I was like, oh, that's it. So she's not quitting you know so um she's close to be she's close to being a bloody breadwinner in this family now so i was like great so now i've got this digital marketing company that i've invested this money in and needs to do something with it but to be honest i'm absolutely loving it it's the only thing i've ever done away from property that i can picture myself doing away from property and i'm absolutely loving it so um so the communication between us about um over this yeah she would love it if i just got a full-time job like we had this i think we had this conversation like last week she's like andy I, you know i hear you on the phone i hear the way you are and you know where you speak it's like you'd just be perfect perfect in sales i'm just like babe what do you want me to do <coughs> excuse me i've sold off 75 percent of my portfolio i thought like, i can't get rid of any more just so i can go get a full-time job i was like that is not me i'm a i'm a round peg in a in a square hold world you know i'm unemployable it's just not going to happen it's not going to happen but the communication now i champion her in her in her role she, do you know what the annoying thing the, the annoying, not the annoying thing about the frustrating thing about hannah is if she had her own business she would be fantastic she would be 10 times better at it than i am 10 times better because of her just because of her attention to detail and her she's just so just very strict and just just good she's just very good at what she does and if she started her own business she would fly but it scares the hell out of her scares the hell out of her. she is just she just wants that you know she is just the, the nine to five blah blah etc etc i get it i get it yeah even though it's not for me i get why some people do it and i get why she's doing it. she's one of the the fortunate few that actually loves her job and they love her. You know, she has yeah, she has tough days and she gets challenged, etc., etc. But you know, it's um, yeah, it's 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 a funny one. That's a good question though. But you know, I think it'll just be an ongoing thing until I can maybe get to the point and say, right, babe, I'm done. We don't need to do anything else. Then she might be like, okay, I'll accept that. You don't need to go and get a job. We're going to be okay. But to be honest, I don't think I just. I just take little, I just do little, I don't think I'll ever retire, you know, in the traditional sense. I just, I just love doing, I just love doing deals. I love doing business. You know, I just love it. 
uh, I like the I like the chase. I like the, the thriller, the thriller, the deal, putting the deal together. And moreover, you know, the older I'm getting as well, I love helping people. Absolutely love helping people. And it's just, I'm in such a fortunate position now that I'm actually able to give some, I give a lot back, and I do, you know, I'm actively trying to uh, help people. I've got a YouTube channel dedicated to helping, you know, up and coming property people, you know, newbies. I'm tr I'm put, trying to put a um, I'm putting a training course together at the moment that's going to teach, you know, people who haven't got maybe can't get a mortgage or want to get involved in property and i'm trying to put a you know a training course together for those people to teach them how to source deals and trade and flip deals etc using none of their own money so you know it's it's uh i'm excited about that but i just i need you know i need to put an application into the big guy to see if we can get some uh, an extra 10 hours in the day that'd be brilliant so yeah so i hope that answered your question aiden uh can't wait to be tucking into your podcast as well so the next one is from a young man called Paul Granger. His podcast is Where Did You See God? Which I thought was a very interesting topic. So this is obviously a religious podcast. Um, so the theme of his podcast, um, yeah, a podcast creates a space for the incredible content and stories God is creating, sharing through your voice. Where He also dives deeper into what God is saying and doing explore scripture and discern how we can grow into hearing and seeing god so if you are you know of any you know any kind of faith christian or catholic interesting enough hannah's family are christians i was raised catholic so i was an altar boy when i was younger and stuff so we did the whole you know but it's it's, it's all it's all good it's all good so let's see his question is, Paul's question is, I'd love to talk about what it looks like not to just adjust your expectations, i.e. life, and what you can actually do, or looks different with a family, but how one can celebrate those new expectations rather than view them as lesser. Yeah, so it would be easy. That's a good question. Um, I, I think I'm understanding it right. So, you know, you could, rather than looking at it like, oh i've had kids and i'm tired etc etc you know you've got to remember that you know the those two kids down there are a gift they are a gift no matter what your belief system is they are a gift whether you believe in god allah buddha you know or you know you you worship you know you know the universe whatever you whatever whatever gets you through the day whatever whatever your faith is whatever gets you through the day you know go for it go for it you know i'm definitely not one to judge and say you should do this that or the other so um it's 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 really it's an interesting it's a very interesting topic um yeah very interesting topic so yeah the because well, last year when i was forced to <laughs> sort of you know become full-time dad from you know the hours of half six till half four <laughs> um at first i'll be honest paul i was just like this is tough why am i in this situation etc et and then through sheer perseverance and me just sort of saying this is not the way you handle things come on get a grip of yourself it turned out to be the best thing ever because now it's just you know i'm close with my kids i understand my kids and you know, nothing phases me. You know, Hannah could go travelling for a year, and I'd be like, "It's cool. I know. I know what's. I know what's. I know what to do. I can do it." Go, you know, go off travelling, and you know, come back. The kids will be here. They'll still be alive, um, 
and you know just know that as soon as you get back i'm off to thailand for a year to do the same i'm joking i'm joking but you know my point is yeah just you've just got it you you are right sometimes you have to really just adjust um the way you look at things and realize that sometimes it depends that depends how you look at it you've got to look at things in a slightly different way and about how appropriately i can hear my kids coming upstairs as we speak so probably trying to blast into the room so we'll move on to the next one next one is from james martin so james has a podcast called the unusual buddha podcast so bringing you a buddhist philosophy spirituality and meditation in a raw and humorous way um, and he's also got a blog as well so i'll leave the details so that's a great little podcast james so um his question is i'm sure you'll cover this but work-life balance how can you make something great that generates a profit and be good and attentive father uh, i've been having some success so far this year but i always feel like there's more i can do um so yeah so i think we we have you know you've called it i have covered some of this um in in the podcast already so you obviously you know i've covered my work-life balance there um and i think you know the the properties they just enable me you know having the, the property enables me to generate an income without me having to be present at the property so the properties earn money when i'm not even there which means i can you know be at home with the kids or go on holiday with the kids and the portfolio keeps running and it's only with very sort of fairly major decisions where I have to step in. All the, the little nitty bitty day to day stuff I don't get involved in. You know, the, the staff have, you know, carte blanche authority to deal with, you know, the, the smaller stuff, you know. So it's that's that's one way um, that I've been able to do that, create sort of something that generates profit um, and allow me to also be a present father. The digital marketing company that's kind of similar as well that's a little bit more hands-on because at the moment i'm doing you know quite a bit of that myself in terms of bringing the clients but i'm partnering up with some tech people who are doing all the back office but eventually you know like i have with the property i will step away from that and i will outsource you know big chunks of that business so you know that's just inevitable that's just the way i work i always look to i, I like to work on my business rather than in my businesses so um that's if you can always I think, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're, well, yeah, I suppose you are asking my opinion. My opinion would be, my opinion, my, my advice and my opinion there uh, would be to, would be leverage. You know, how can you leverage other people's skills with your business? You know, are you doing too much? You know, are you getting bogged down doing stuff? You know, you need to be, you know, do an autopsy on your business and on yourself. What aren't you good at? If there's something you're not good at, be honest with yourself, outsource it and pay them. You you might think of it as expense. Trust me, it's probably going to make you money because it'll free you up to do other things and, you know, and probably work on the more important tasks of your business, which is making money. You know, that's why you're in business. Um, so that would be... You know, I probably should do another. I should do an episode based on on that on leverage, because um, that's that's a really really big topic for me. So next one is so this this question comes from a gentleman called Tucker Chastain. Uh, he hasn't got a podcast at the moment. He's going to be setting up his own podcast soon. Um, and he do his question is: I have four children, I have a full time job, and just started a newsletter, and soon a podcast. We're looking forward to it. Let us know. 
Um, and I'll, do you know, when you do, I will check back in. I'll add it to this as well, Tucker, for, for helping with this podcast. What books, articles, etc. would you recommend? Wow. So I'm a big reader. I just, I'm not, I'm non-stop reading uh, all the time. You know, re- if I'm not reading, I'm listening to uh, audiobooks. So when I go to, when I go running, when I'm in the gym, I've got audiobooks on. So a lot of my, a lot of my reading or my audiobooks are, are business-based or based on self-education into business. So I like studying people who have been successful in certain areas and just I take great inspiration from that. I like studying them and figuring ways that I can either, you know, emulate them, copy copy them and, sorry, or, you know, and just get better with my own businesses. So I really, um, yeah, I'm a big, big avid reader. So... Some of the books I've read, um, I mean, it depends what you're trying to achieve. I've got some books, like there's one, for instance, like like I just read, whether you, you know, you either love me or hate him, Grant Cardone, yeah, okay, he's just done, you know, the 10X book. That, I mean, that's a, that's a good book. That's a really, really good book. And anyone who's not read it uh, should read it. The philosophy, the philosophy behind it is simplicity itself. That's a book I would definitely recommend. Um, there's a bunch more. I'm just getting... I've got a list here, so I'm just going to get this list. This shows you how unprepared I was for this podcast. You know, I just don't, didn't even make any notes. So, um, like, do you know the other thing I've started doing? Like, I, I'm, I'm a health and fitness freak as well. So, you know, I'm always... I train every day, pretty much. Um, so I just listened to David Goggins' audiobook. Now that is David Goggins. You don't know him. He's an ex-Navy SEAL and he's an ultra marathon runner, etc., etc. And is it was just his autobiography, and it's just like the stuff that he has done. It, it, he is he is honestly. I, I only finished reading that recently. He has made me like I, I've done a complete U-turn on a lot of things. He's made me realise just how much. I'm lead, leaving on the table. So it's David Goggins, can't hurt me. He's like, he has this theory about, you know, when we're, we're, we're I think this is called the 40% rule. You can look it up. And it's basically that we we leave, you know, when you when you think you're done, you're only about 40% done. So if you do any kind of exercise or anything like that, basically, when you get to the point where you're just like, I need to stop, he's like, you're probably only about 40% done. And if you listen to this book, you know he's telling the truth. And now, honestly from reading this book you want to the the amount the, the distance the uh, that I run I'm not a big runner I hate running the only thing I like about running is all right it has it keeps me fit but I prefer doing sort of you know strength and conditioning training and hit hit cardio distance running I'm not a fan of um but I like the mental battle the, the mental battle you're having thinking you t- you know and you're like you're tired you need to stop and then it's just like no you can keep going since listening to that book, you want like it's amazing how much further I can run without stopping. It's crazy. The mind it, it quits before your body is ready every single time. And as soon as you know that you get control, if you can get control of your mind, it's amazing what you can do. But I think you can take the lessons from from that, from just the sheer like the physical stuff that he's put himself through. You can take that into so many different aspects of your life. So that'd be one book I definitely recommend. Um, Another one would be a great one. Um, 
there's a guy there's a guy in the UK called Rob Moore he runs a he's a partner at a company called Progressive Property and Rob has done like he does like all kinds of speak he's, he's published a few books now I've been and done some property training with him and he's done a lot he's held he's held held records for you know the longest you know speaking event etc he's a right character I love him I'm a big big fan of Rob he's done a couple of books he did one called start now get perfect later that's a great book you know if you're looking to get started or something he's basically just like you know stop trying to wait for things to get perfect just start get get perfect later that's a great book rob moore start now get perfect later um it's another good one he's also another one called money no more make more get more that's another good one about money and just his take on it you know this guy you know these businesses turn over I don't know what they turn over, 15, 20 million a year. You know, he's he knows his stuff and he's very, very good. And he's very personable as well and he's, he's good fun. Um, you know, that that's that they, they were good. They're sort of quite sort of, you know, educational books, um, which I do do, I do really, really like. Um, there's another one, Make Your Bed, William H. McGreevy. So he used to be the commander of the uh, all the, the SEAL, team, SEAL teams on the West Coast. And it's basically his lessons that he took. The lessons, if you Google him, um, or you know, or sorry, YouTube him, he gave a commencement speech at his uh, university in in America. And basically, said his lessons from SEAL, the ten lessons he took from SEAL training, and it really resonated with a lot of people. And it basically turned into a book. It's a great little audio book that my friend recommended it to me. It's about an hour and forty five minutes long, and I just thought, yeah, it's going to be you know motivation. Honestly. I welled up, I welled up the first few times I listened to it, the first time I listened to it, I was like, I was not expecting that, I was not expecting that, and I was like, I was like, I said to my mate, I was like, mate, you could have warned me, I was like, before this, I said, that was, whew. it's just because it just gets so personal about him, and it, you know, the, you know, the guys that he went through training with, and the, you know, the, the guys that he lost, and some of the stuff that he, that he went through, it was just like, it wasn't what I was expecting, and, and because it's only an hour and 45 minutes, I can usually, you can usually get that done, if you've got a commute to work, you can usually get that done on the commute, or certainly in one day, you know, commute to work and back, so that's a really good one, Make Your Bed by William H. Grievy. um, Richard Branson, I've just, you know, listened to his, um, Finding My Virginity, that's a very inspirational story, you know, a uh, really big fan of Richard Branson, you probably know him from Virgin, um, the Virgin Group, um, and there's a couple more, there's a couple more books that I read every year, uh, and I'm on, I'm, I'm into them, you know, I just, I read them, whenever I'm in between trying to decide what my next book's going to be, I normally, I'm always reading these, and I, and I, I refer back to certain chapters in these books, so Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I mean, that, that should be the, uh, that should be, you know, your, your field manual, basically, that is, read that book, implement it, it gets your mind right, it gets your, your head, your headspace right for, for life, basically, and it's, uh, follow the steps in that book, you won't go wrong, uh, and then there's another one by uh, Tony Robbins, Master, uh, Money Master the Game, and that's just about, that is that scared me that when I listened to that and it's more it's about how to it's more about how to it's basically how to master money but it's about how to how you can actually get your money working for you you know in in the stock market and before you think oh stock market I was the same listen to this book and it will it will change the way you, you look at things um and yeah there's another one called the millionaire teacher by Andrew Hallam who is a he was a teacher and he built a multi-million pound stock portfolio 
while being a full-time teacher just by read that book it is you don't need to know the stock market to make money from the stock market just understand the power of compound interest and just start making just make regular payments into you know, read that book read that book the millionaire teacher by andrew hallam and trust me you will change the way you spend your money really really good book uh, the millionaire teacher by andrew hallam and there's another one he did as well called the expat um investor as well it's two books they are very very good that was recommended to me by a fund manager from singapore um so they were two really really good books that he did so yeah i hope they have helped tucker and then the last one guys is again this is from a guy called oh sorry it called malucci mun um no podcast as of yet um got one coming on the way um question is how to balance children work and sleep so i think i covered this early on um so you know it's some people are for routine some people are against them now hannah when she was pregnant with harry read um can't remember her name now it'll come to me in a minute but basically read one of the the girl the ladies that does you know how to get your toddler into a routine um and we didn't we weren't strict with it we weren't like really really strict but we just took the best parts out of that book um and it meant you know like doing some control crying some people think that's cruel i get it blah 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 but from doing that it's it depends what stage you're at you know if you've already got like kids who are grown up or if you've got new kids it's just a case of kids like routine i don't care what you say kids like routine and it's whatever your routine whatever your routine decide to put them in they, that will become what they expect so my our kids know not to expect to sleep in our bed our kids know not to expect to sleep with us carrying them around you know that's i'm not saying we've got it right i'm not saying we've found the secret pill you know the magic bullet you know it's not at all but you know because of what hannah did it suits my lifestyle our lifestyle perfectly because you know they they go to bed at seven you know charlie will go to bed at seven o'clock you know tonight he'll sleep through till you know six seven o'clock tomorrow morning uh harry will go down at half seven eight o'clock he'll sleep through till seven o'clock in the morning that was all done that's not because we're lucky because we didn't always have it that way in the early in the early months with both kids but it's just because hannah went through the pain of getting them into this routine at night time it's not easy it's months of trying it's not it's not a week you know it's not a couple of days or a week it's repetitive and if you think about it, if, you, if i told you to do something every day repeatedly for the next three months you'd be like that's 90 days 90 days of like doing something with no sleep and not even knowing if you get in there but guess what if you come out the other side that's what you get um you know to the point where even that's that's the thing as well about last year when i had them you know full time for you know four four days a week they were having sleeps and you know charlie was still having his morning nap for half an hour but they were still both having two hour sleeps in the afternoon so at half they'd go down at half 12 till half two almost every day pretty much every day they'd have two two and a half hour sleeps in the afternoon because that was part of their routine so it meant that i was also able to, i had a two and a half hour window i was able to get work done make phone calls etc etc so you know that's how 
we balanced that out. Now, you know, this week we've had, you know, I've had a bit of a, a shocker. Charlie's not been well, tonsillitis, you know, temperature of like 40, 41. I think up to 42 at one point, really bad, but he just doesn't cry. But he'd just wake up in the night and he'd just be thirsty and, you know, Hannah's getting up and dealing with it. I'm getting up and dealing with it. Hannah gets up more than me. I'm going to hold my hand up just in case she's listening to this, even though I probably know she probably won't. She listens to me enough without having to listen to me rant on for an hour on a phone. So, um... Yeah, I, I would say we are not we are advocates of you know creating a routine for children. Um, I know it's not for everyone. Some people are more just you know go with the flow, let them sleep when they're tired, etc., etc. Um, and that's fine. I get that. But from doing what we've done, we've we we can now plan plan our lives around that. You know, and it, it, they don't have to. By the way, they don't have to go to sleep in their bed. Uh, in their own beds if we're out you know they just have their sleep and they don't have to you know if we're out charlie will just have his sleep you know in the car you know we'll do you know we're doing the drive he'll sleep in the car on the way or he'll sleep in the pram if we're out walking around or whatever etc etc but we've kind of worked it out because that way they fit in around our lives not the other way around rather than us fitting around them you know so that would be my one bit of um i hope not too controversial parenting advice there so yeah, so, and that's it. So that brings it to the end of the road, guys. That's all the questions. So I just, listen, I just want to, hope you've enjoyed that. This is, now you knew this was going to be the longest one I've done, you know, so we're just on an hour now. So I'm going to wrap it up. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. I want to say thank you to everyone who chipped in from the Anchor community. You know, Chris, Marcus, Shiro, Aiden, Paul, James, Tucker, and Malachi. Um, can't thank you enough for you know for chipping in and just making this episode possible. Go and check out anyone's listening. Go and check out the the podcasts. Uh, the links are below, and you know go check out. There's some really you know good talented people out there who go into the you know it's it's no it's no small thing trying to put these podcasts together. It does take time, and you know anyone who's going to the effort to to put these together you know we should try and support them so please do take the time to go and check the, the podcasts out listen to a couple of episodes and even if you've got the time to listen to a couple of episodes take 30 seconds an extra 30 seconds and go and leave them a nice review as well if you enjoy what they're talking about go and leave them a nice review a nice review it's a really good thing to do so and it really does help guys because you know anyone who's listening to this podcast who doesn't have their own podcast it's you know it's it, it's really it's so nice when we're getting the listeners and we're getting them, but feedback is, you know, it is is ultimately important. Um, you know, I I welcome feedback, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, because I want to try and make this podcast, you know, perfect and not perfect. I want to try and make it, you know, a, a go-to resource for for you, my loyal listeners. So yeah, so listen, that's it. Listen, I wanna I'll wrap up now. Thank you to everyone who chipped in. Thank you to everyone who's just listened in. You've listened to me go on for the last hour um this has been episode 14 of win and tonic i am your host andrew thomas and until next time take care guys i'll speak to you soon thank you mm-hmm. 
Hey guys, it's only me. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for checking out this episode. If you have enjoyed the content here, if you could take it one step further and subscribe to my podcast, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Either on iTunes or Spotify or Anchor, or whichever medium is you've chosen to listen to this. If you're willing to do that, maybe you want to go a step further as well and leave me a very quick review. Obviously, I want good ones, but I obviously also welcome feedback as well. So it's the only way I'm going to make this podcast the best one for you guys, my loyal listeners. So listen, I'm Andrew Thomas. This has been Winning Tonic. Let's find a way. Thanks, guys.